Amen. I, I uh, as we kind of, I don't know they're going to take that long. I'm glad my message is only 45 minutes today and not the normal. Um, I, um, you know, I kind of want to share some thoughts um, that I believe God was doing on the trip. And um, I, I first, I, I want to say how important prayer is. Um, I, don't, I don't think we realize um, that, that prayer is the factor here. Prayer is, is, is the thing that, 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 that moves our hearts and that moves God's heart and uh, that allows us to, to, to keep in step with what God desires to do in his will. It, it really was a miracle that we even made it down there. It really was. Um, Wayne shared it, that, that we were the first plane into Atlanta. The flight before us was canceled. Uh, the plane that we flew on, they kept in Rochester for, uh, because Atlanta was closed for a day and a half. That plane stayed in Rochester, so we had our plane. But then you have to worry about the plane from Atlanta to Panama. Where's that plane? Because the whole East Coast was shut down. Well, our plane was coming from a warm climate in Orlando, so we had our plane from uh, coming from Orlando to Atlanta to take us down uh, to Panama. And the more people we talked to, they said, you're not going to believe what a miracle that was for you to even get down there. And I believe that was an answer to prayer. And then I believe God wanted us um, to be there. Um, I heard from the pastor's wife uh, of the church that on the last day she told me that every morning they had women from their church get up early in the morning and specifically pray for each one of the construction team that was working on a specific thing within the building of the church. I thought that was amazing. There, there was women that were praying for those that were working on the bathrooms, those that were working on the electrical, those that were uh, working on the doors. Each person was praying specifically uh, for us that we would be safe and that we would, uh, that we would accomplish what, what God wanted to do in our hearts. And, and I, I just really want to thank Pastor Mike and, and Pastor Jim for the amazing job they did with our young people um, to lead them. And it, it's, when you have 35 people, that's a big responsibility. You're taking them to another country. Um, you parents are, uh, for those of you parents that have teenagers, you're putting them in our trust um, and letting your kids go thousands of miles away uh, to, to a foreign country to do God's work. And I believe that's the peace that the Lord gives us to know that we're doing his will and that God is ultimately our protector. So I want to thank Mike and Pastor Jim for just the wonderful job that they did. I also just want to, you know, Linda Sylvester, she's a grandma and she went on the trip. And for those of you who think that you're too old for a mission trip, you talk to Miss Ruth and you talk to Miss Linda and they'll change your mind how God can still use you to go on. So don't, don't give up on that, on that hope of going. And we almost took Linda on the zip line. Uh, we had to climb like a mile through mountains in the jungle, and it was just too much for her, but uh, uh, we'll get her on a zip line sometimes, but I just appreciate her heart and how God used her, and, and uh, she was a great mom to all of us. You need that mom on the trip, so you can just go to her, and she would give me extra sandwiches when I needed them, and she just slipped me <laughs> contraband all the time, so I appreciate that so much. Um, there was a quote that, that kind of hit my heart on this, on this trip as I was um, flying down. Uh, and it's a quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who uh, was arrested for his faith in Jesus Christ. And many, if you know his story, he was arrested for being a follower of Jesus Christ and thrown in a Nazi prison camp and actually died in the prison camp just weeks before uh, the Allies 
uh, overcame Germany and released uh, the prisoners. And, and Dietrich died for his faith. And there's a wonderful book that he wrote called The Cost of Discipleship. And what he says in his book, he says, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. And as I was flying down, I, that, that quote went through my mind. When Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. And, and what does that mean? Does that mean that we literally physically give our lives? Yeah, that's what it means. And sometimes we have to realize that my life is not my own. And this, this imagery just came full circle to me when I was getting on the plane and I was sitting in the plane, and the first thing that came to my mind was this. Who's going to get the armrest? How many have ever flown, and you got, you know, you got someone next to you, and you say, you got the one armrest because you're flying. You know, you're, 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 you're flying in the back of the plane. And I got thinking about that. And, and, and the Lord just spoke. I know it sounds kind of silly, but the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Barden, you got to come and die to yourself. This isn't about you. The trip isn't about you. The cause is not about you. It's about devotion to me. And I, I began to think about this, about what's, the, what's my motivation for going on a trip? What's my motivation for serving Christ? Is it really what I can get out of it? Because today we see kind of a, a popular movement towards certain causes. And, it's, and, and you could tell people that, yeah, we're going to... Um, Panama to feed children, to hand out school supplies, to give soccer balls, and, and, and to build a church. And, and, and most people are going to say, wow, that's great. What a great cause. But is that what motivates me? Is it the cause that motivates me, or is it my devotion to Christ that motivates me? And what was interesting about this, I'm going through some devotions by Os Oswald Chambers, uh, my utmost first highest. And, and, and there was a devotion as I was reading this and it just, it just hit my heart. And I want you to listen to what Oswald Chambers says. He says this, beware of anything that competes with your loyalty to Jesus Christ. The greatest competitor of true devotion to Jesus Christ is the service we do for him. Because it's easier to serve than to pour out our lives to him. Are we, more are we more devoted to service than we are to Jesus himself? The goal of the call of God is his satisfaction, not simply that we should do something for him. We are not sent to do battle for God, but to be used by God for his battles. Devotion precedes my service for him. And this provoked me to think about what is my motive for Christ? What, why am I doing what I'm doing? Is, is it for my benefit because it makes me feel good? Or is it really for God's glory? What motivates me to serve someone who is unlovable? To serve someone who rubs me the wrong way? Because if that's the case, I'm not going to serve if it, if it comes out of my own motivation. What causes me to serve has to be my devotion to Christ, whether or not it's comfortable for me or not, or whether or not I get the armrest or not, or I get the aisle seat, or I'm stuck in the middle seat, which by the way, I wasn't. I always made sure I got the aisle seat. God's still working on me. 
You see, that's what, that, that, that's what must motivate me. My, my devotion to Christ trumps my will. And what was interesting about the pastors there in Panama, there was people that came to our job site that were there every single day that devoted themselves to the work of the church. And on the last day, they had a little service for us in the midst of the church in the sanctuary there. And they all gathered around us and they all prayed for us. And I can remember the pastor of the church is a teacher and they just started, they're on their summer break. This is summer for them. And the teacher uh, that pastors the church had to be in the school. So his wife was there. She's pregnant and And she was just sharing with us how much she appreciated what God was doing. And how much she appreciated what God was doing in in, in our hearts and through us and using us. And she just said, you'll never know what it means to us that you came down to help us build this church. And, And you probably had 30 or 40 people there, all from that local church just thanking and praising God and, and, and singing worship songs together. And what I loved about this is, yeah, we got the, we got the job done. We, 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 we did what we came to do. But was, what was more important was the relationships that we formed with that local church. And you could see the devotion to Christ. More than the building, there was a devotion to Christ, to serve him and to see Christ known within that part of Panama. And what I loved about what I love about Central America and many of those cultures is that they're very relational. Um, it, it's people before the job. It's 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 about the relationship that you form. And, and what I loved about it is when we were done after that little service time, we're all standing in the front of the church, and every single person within that church came around and hugged us and shook our hands and said thank you. You see, that's what it's about. It's, it's not about the service necessarily, which is a good thing. It's not necessarily about building the church. It's about relationships. It's about our devotion to Christ. I just want to close with this scripture. And all the kids took up all my time, so praise God for that. Um, but I just want to read to you from Luke chapter 10. And as I just close this time up, I just want to read this to you. And I, and I, and I pray this just touches your heart. It's a story about Mary and Martha when Jesus came and, and, and Martha was busy serving and Mary was at Jesus' feet listening to him teaching. And um, we kind of give Martha a bad rap here, but let me read to you because I want to show you the underlying side of this story because it really has to do everything about devotion. Let me read it to you. It says, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home up to him And she had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that she had to be made. So she so she asked the Lord, she said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Doing all the work. And Jesus says, he's I don't think he's rebuking her. He just says, I think he knows Martha's heart. And he says, Martha, Martha. I think Jesus said it that way. I think he just said, Martha, come on, chill out. Martha, you are worried and upset about so many things, but one thing is needed. One thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen what is better and it will be not taken away from her. It wasn't that Martha did something necessarily wrong. She was was serving. She was 
preparing for the Lord. Jesus knew her heart. But she was distracted by the preparation and not by who was in her midst. And in the midst was Jesus right there. And, 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 and Mary, I don't think, was trying to get out of work. I think Mary was so consumed with Jesus there and his teachings that, that, that she wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. And I want you to notice something here. That Mary was anxious and troubled by so many things. But Jesus says, hey, Martha, one thing is necessary. One thing is needed here. Jesus is saying that Martha's service is wrong. He wanted her to see that devotion is higher. It has to be the thing that motivates everything we do. And people, whether or not it's on a missions trip that we go to, or whether it's your neighbor next door, Let's make sure that our motivation, because we should be serving the Lord, that's a good thing. I mean, going there and helping to build a church and handing out backpacks and all that, that, that's a good thing. But if that's the thing that motivates me to serve, then I'm robbing Jesus of his glory. And I don't want to rob anything from the Lord. I want my motivation for everything that I do to be out of my devotion. I think if Mary and Martha, one, was devoted and had her heart in the right place. And not that Martha did anything wrong or that Jesus was, was rebuking her, but Jesus saying, listen, don't be so anxious. And, and, and I think sometimes we in America, we, we are so motivated by the project. We're so motivated by our daily routine. We're so motivated about getting the job done because that makes me feel good. And Jesus says, wait a minute, are you missing me in this whole thing? Because what we could have done is we could have gone gangbusters and went down there and built a church and formed no relationships. But that's not what God really wants. It's wonderful that a church was built. It's wonderful that things were done. It's wonderful that we serve the children. But the bigger thing is our devotion to Jesus Christ. That has to be the thing that motivates me and all I do because if my devotion is correct to Jesus Christ then I've said to myself Jesus I have come and died to myself and the reason I do these things is not for my glorification it's not for my glory but everything I do is for your glory that's what I love about the Apostle Paul the Apostle Paul was not devoted to a cause he was devoted to Jesus Christ let that be your motivation and I know some of you, I would love for every single one of you to experience a missions trip at one time in your life, just to experience a different culture and to be able to worship with another church. It's just, I can't, I've been on 21 missions trips. It's just, it's amazing to me. Everyone is different. Everyone is great. I love, you know, I was standing next to Jim Pick after that service. We're all crying. And I said, Jim, you get it now, don't you? And he goes, yep, I get it. I want everyone to experience that. And so may God just kind of correct our hearts to make sure that we're not devoted to a cause, that we're not devoted just to make myself feel good, but that ultimately we say, Jesus, I'm devoted to you. And when you called me, you called me to come and die to myself and to my will and to my rights. And I've laid them at the foot of the cross and the reason why I go on a mission trip, the reason why I serve my neighbor who's unservable or unlovable, the reason why I worship you, the reason why I come to church is not because of that it pleases me or these are the things that I want. I come because I'm just devoted to you. And I want to serve you out of my devotion 
and my love for you because of the great things that you've done for me, Jesus. Amen? So let's be devoted to Jesus. Let's not be devoted to a cause, as good as it might be, as, as, as happy as it may make you feel to do those things. Let your motivation be your devotion to Jesus Christ. So Jesus, as we just bow our hearts before you this, this morning, Lord, I thank you for the privilege we have just to serve you. The privilege that we have to know you. The privilege that it is just to be able to go to a different country and be able to link arms with other believers to see your kingdom grow. But Jesus, I pray that we would do what is necessary. As Jesus said to Martha, but this one thing, is needed. This one thing is necessary. And not that the serving is wrong, but the one thing is necessary. Are you devoted to me? Am I receiving the glory? Are you causing my name to be famous? That's the issue. And so Jesus, I pray today that you would just cause our hearts to be devoted to you and you alone. And I thank you, Jesus, that we are able to partner with you to see your will be done, to see your kingdom come, to ultimately allow your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we thank you. I thank you for this church, God. I thank you for their heart for missions. I thank you for every individual that gave to, to, to the construction cause, to individuals. Lord, we, we want to do it because we know, God, that's your heartbeat. And so, Lord, we want to do what pleases you ultimately in our lives. So we thank you, Jesus, for just this wonderful trip. We're looking forward to another one, God. And I pray that, that Lord, you would increase our love and our hearts for people. Because Jesus, you love people. Jesus, you gave your life for people. For God so loved the world that he gave his son for people. And so, Lord, that has to be our devotion. That has to be our motivation as we serve you and are devoted to you. That it's people's lives and hearts that are changed for eternity that you care about. So may we be a devoted church that's devoted to what you want. Devoted to your will. And so God, continually change us and mold us and shape us into your image. And we thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. I thank you for these testimonies of these young people, for the calling, the calling that you're placing on some of these young people's lives to devote their lives to you and service to you. We're so grateful for that. And so, God, we give you and you alone all the glory. We give you the glory. Thank you for keeping us safe. Thank you for meeting our needs. Thank you for Terry and Bridget Rosh, who are the missionaries there who are going to continue the work. Thank you that their, their devotion to you caused them to leave uh, New York State to go to another country with a family of four to devote their life to you. And we see the fruit of what you're doing through their ministry, and we give you the glory for it. Thank you for allowing us to be uh, partakers with that, to link arms with them, to see your kingdom built on this world. And we just give you the glory now. In Jesus' wonderful name, we ask these things. In Jesus' wonderful...
name we ask these things. And everybody said, amen, amen. Listen, as you go today, if any of you need uh, prayer today, our prayer partners will be up front. God bless you. Thank you for praying for us. Have a wonderful day. Go in God's grace. Amen.